Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest to start off our director series, and she is going to introduce herself. Hi, guys. My name is Marissa Foley-Scoggin, and I am the national co-director for Princess of America. Awesome. So I'm so glad that you're here today to talk about your organization. So let's go ahead and knock that out right off the bat. Tell us what Princess of America is. So we say POA for short. Our tagline is a crown with a cause. So very service oriented. Our required competitions are interview, interview, personal introduction, formal wear. And then if you're seven and older, you'll answer an onstage question. We actually give a list to girls seven to 12. So they have a list of their potential questions. So they kind of know what's coming at them. And then 13 or older, you won't receive a list. But I'm actually the one that writes all the questions. It's nothing... uh, difficult, political, or hard. We also have optional competitions and we have something we call title opportunities. So those are two things. The first one is called Superstar, which is essentially talent. So the highest scoring talent winner at a state pageant will be crowned her state superstar title. We crown one at a state pageant. At nationals, we crown two, one in our junior divisions and one in our senior divisions. So talent is super, super important to us. have really, really good talent. And then we also have Ambassador, which is a community service-based panel interview. So at a state level, you will provide a letter of recommendation and have a panel interview just about service and volunteerism. And then at the national level, we have a more in-depth portfolio and panel interview. That's amazing. So do you have a bunch of state pageants right now or where do y'all have state pageants at exactly? We have, I think we have eight or nine right now. We have uh, Missouri, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, Arkansas, New York, Wisconsin, Minnesota. I think I named them all. And then if you don't have a state pageant in your state, you can apply for an appointed title. Cool. So if someone were to be in one of those states that doesn't have the title, like you said, they could apply for appointed, would they go directly to your website or do they email you? How is the best way for them to reach out to you? Yeah, so you can just go to www.princessofamerica.com, click on find your state, and then choose your state. If your state has a state pageant, the the details will be listed there. If it doesn't, there'll be a link to download all the appointed information. So uh, we have a national handbook that's super, super detailed, but the appointed information is like all of the, the fees, things that you would need to know to enter a pageant. And then on that same page is where you can apply. Going to your national pageant, so since we've colored your state pageant, say you win your state, you get your title as appointed or winning, you come to nationals. What does nationals look like for you guys? Is it a week? Is it a weekend? How does that work? It's a whole week, and honestly, nationals is really, really fun. I think we really attract I don't know what it is, but we just attract really, really nice, kind, genuine girls, which I think is one of the things about it. So Nationals is really fun. We have um, parties, like not to toot my own horn, but our parties are really, really good. We've had live music, buffets, super fun things like that, themed rehearsals. And our production is at the Mansion Theater, which is uh, a theater in Branson. Branson's known for its entertainment and theaters. And so it's a theater that was actually built for TV production. So everybody that walks in, I've had somebody gasp and be like, oh my gosh, it's like Miss America. And it is, it's a really, it's a state of the art theater. So that's kind of an experience that I don't think you get many other places. When you guys were coming up with Princess of America, what did that look like? How did you get this pageant started? Oh my gosh, it was backwards. I think most people decide they want to start a national organization and then go down there. But ours started totally backwards. So my mom, Teresa, is who my co-director is. 
And she had directed a Mrs. Pageant for Missouri for years. And I didn't do many pageant, but I did do one. And I remember my mom thinking, oh, I could do this. And I, it could be kind of like filler for my Mrs. Pageant. So that's how it started. It was just in conjunction with the Mrs. Pageant. Um, it was called Missouri Princess at that time. And then she ended up taking over the Mrs. Kansas directorship too. And she wasn't sure what to do. And one of her friends actually kind of pressured her. She was like, oh, just make it national. So that's kind of how it started that first year. I didn't do anything except for just tell girls when to go on backstage. And then I was in college at the time and my mom called me and she said, meet me at the Apple store. We're going to, I need you to help me with something. And essentially that's how it started. So it went from state up rather than nationals down. So it was kind of an accident, but it was a very happy accident. Have y'all thought about adding on more state pageants for like more than you have now? Definitely. I've got a lot of interest, honestly, in Iowa. So I, if anyone's interested in Iowa, I direct three states myself right now. And I've got a team of really awesome state directors. I just want to make sure it's the right fit. I think a lot of people don't realize how hard uh, how hard it is and how how much work goes into it. But yeah, if the right person comes along, absolutely. Any state that we don't have a state pageant shoot me an email. <laughs> I I can totally attest to that. I work for two different pageant systems on the side that I had previously competed in and they just kind of kept me around whether it was doing, you know, web design or just promoting their social media or just recruiting for them basically. So I completely understand like the fit. It has to be the right person that has the right passion that really truly believes in the system. And so like that's really great to hear that you do care about who you're putting in those director roles and making sure that, you know, it's the best thing for the entire organization. So that's really good to hear. Um, What would you say a year as a title holder looks like from the Princess of America organization? Yeah. So our national Queens, they were crowned in July. Um, They actually had the opportunity to walk in New York fashion week for Mark Defang this year. So that was super exciting. Um, We've had a couple, excuse me, pageants and we've got a lot coming up so this is kind of like our state pageant season right now you'll see them <coughs> sorry <laughs> you'll see a lot of state pageants coming up um meeting all the girls and helping crown and things like that we have our uh queen's trip in april so we're going to disney that was super that's super exciting we used to go on a cruise um and i love cruising but with covid it's just not I don't think it's a great time to cruise. So we've been going to Disney for the past couple of years. Um, And then uh, a lot of community service they should be doing. And then we'll see them back at Nationals to Crown. So as an appointed title holder or a state title holder, do they have specific things that they also need to be doing to get ready for Nationals, whether it's community service hours or doing a a specific amount of appearances with their titles? Like, do y'all have any requirements for that? We don't have anything that's necessarily required, but it's highly, highly encouraged, especially um, if you're going to go for that ambassador title. There is a lot of service that actually is required with that title. Um, And everyone is required to have a platform, too. So I hope that everybody's uh, developing their own platform and organizing, uh, you know, events to bring awareness and even just doing like general community service, you know, ringing the bell. for Salvation Army at Christmas time and things like that. So my passion is to help people find their passion. So I have thought about a lot uh, 
should we have a overall platform of a, a general cause that we all should work for, which some, a lot of times we do, um, like community service events as a group. So we do like Socktober. Uh, we just did Socktober, um, a nationwide food drive that I encourage everybody to compete in. Um, but I think it's really special how we can encourage everybody to find, um, their own passion. And then honestly, it helps other people. When you go to the pageant, you can learn about other girls' platforms. Um, I had a national queen a couple years ago who was really passionate about her platform. She was the ambassador. And uh, it was about scoliosis and scoliosis awareness and early screening. And I know she had an impact on um, a lot of lives and people just getting screened and um, being active with that. So I think it's really special that everybody can learn about their other platforms and then kind of ignite their own passion. So going off of that community service base, I know we talked about, or you had just talked about a bunch of different things that the girls did during the year. And have y'all, I know you mentioned, like, have y'all ever thought about like honing in on a specific one for the national pageant? Or is it just, you would rather them, you know, promote be passionate about what each individual would like? Yeah, I think it's really important to, not everybody's passionate about the same thing. So if I was, if I was a pageant girl, my platform would definitely be um, homelessness and hunger awareness. I do a lot of stuff in my own community um, with just food and things like that. Cause when people don't have their basic necessities, it just breaks my heart. I used to see those come, you know, to adopt a child when I was a kid and I would just ball and ball and ball. And so stuff like that's really important. Uh, to me. Uh, but at the national level, we do have an affiliate partner, which is Christian Action Ministries, which is a local food pantry in Branson. So the week of nationals, everybody brings um, canned food and it's not required, but it's highly encouraged. And we have people bring hundreds of thousands of items. And especially with COVID, it's helped them um, so much. And we have done a couple years ago, we, we do like raffles that benefit them too. So they're kind of our affiliate partner at a national level and it's really neat because it's local to where we bring everybody for the pageant so that helps a lot of um families in Branson which is our host city kind of tracking back to talking about when you guys started the princess of america system how long has the system been around so this is actually our 10 year so this nationals will be our very um 10th anniversary and when is nationals again i don't know if i asked you the date for that it is July 18th through 24th. Is there a deadline for people to apply for the pageant? Uh, do you know what? I haven't thrown a deadline out there yet, but I need to. It will be probably end of March, very beginning of April. Uh, it will actually depend on uh, what I hear back from Rachel Allen, who does our opening number dresses. So whatever deadline they need is kind of what I go with to give people a little bit of time. But yeah. I need to, um, I'm talking with them now to get things arranged, but yeah, we'll have a deadline March, in the March or April. Awesome. So at, I assume your opening number, you just said y'all will have a dress done by Rachel Allen. Uh, do you have any like sneak peeks of what it'll be or do you know, or you just like haven't, y'all haven't designed it yet? We're working on it. My, my, uh, our inspiration is kind of like, you know, a party dress since it's kind of our 10th year anniversary birthday. But no, I cannot show anything. My mom is crazy about surprises, so she will kill me. 
I love it. I love it. That's what I was working with another system this year and they were the same way. They're like, don't tell anyone that we are doing anything. So I totally understand with 10 years. That's amazing. I'm, I just want to say I'm very proud of you guys. I found you through social media. That was, I was just scrolling one day on my podcast account and I'd seen an ad and I immediately clicked. I was like, wow. Cause this was like, I was still looking for titles to, I was like, I don't know what I want to do yet. And I came across you guys. And afterwards when I started to decide what series I wanted to do decks on the podcast and talking to directors came up. You guys were one of the first people I wanted to reach out to because I myself was interested. I was like, I want to see what they're all about and kind of, you know, what's the behind the scenes tea? <laughs> well, we have uh, we have a lot more surprises too. So if you want to try it out or anybody listening wants to try it out, this year would be a really good year. What category would you say is the biggest that you guys pull for? Like the junior divisions or the missed divisions? Uh, which category do you think is y'all's biggest? I think definitely uh, preteen is always really big, uh, which is 10 to 12. And the age cutoff is January 1st of the competition year. Um, and then I think our teen was pretty big last year. I'd have to look at my spreadsheet for sure. Teen is 13 to 15. And then also uh, Little Miss, which is 7 to 9. Those are probably the biggest, I would say. And then say, you know, once you win your title and everything, what does, I know you mentioned Disney, but what does like the prize package for the winners um, for your divisions look like? Uh, we have a cash scholarship, obviously crown banner, flowers. We did a photo shoot immediately with uh, Eva Fliss, Fleece, I think I'm saying that right, um, who was like number one top pageant planet photographer. Um Liz Everett Gleam kind of comes and follows us for hair and makeup. So they did that photo shoot in Branson. We'll have a photo shoot um, in Florida at Disney. Um, my national queens are on me for crown boxes because crown boxes are so hard to find right now. But crown cases and uh, they're on the way, girls, if you're listening. My mom is, uh, she is silly. She, you know, sends them gifts for every little holiday, Easter, Halloween, even stuff like that. But the Disney trip is a big one. Um, a couple photo shoots here and there. I think they've got three photo shoots scheduled uh, from us, at least uh, for this year. We do like parade signs, um, autograph cards. Oh yeah, they have Mark Defay, rhinestone backpack, Caitlin Kent robe, a like a custom title jacket from a sponsor called Touch of Sparkle Creations, which is super cute. So always lots of very fun, sparkly things. I love that. And definitely the Disney trip that sticks out in my head. I'm like, wow, I love Disney. <laughs> oh, the Ellie Cakes custom ears, of course, that are super cute. Yeah, I know one of the moms in another pageant group thing I was in, like I guess they were promoting the Ellie cake like the mickey mouse ears and i was like that is the cutest things like if i like you know i mean like i have a state title right now but if i had won a national pageant and we got ears like that i would be over the moon oh my gosh i'd be so excited because i love disney and i don't care if i'm 22 or 10 i'm gonna still wear them <laughs> i love that and so going back to talking about the organization as a whole how would you kind of market yourself in a way of like getting people to come to this pageant? Like what is what, like some of the ways that you guys have been doing? I know I've seen you on social media, but what other ways like can people possibly have an exposure to your pageant, whether it's social media or Facebook? Social media is what we do mostly. I had a state director call a while ago and we we're talking about how to market and it was all social media. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, is there a way that's not social media? And it's kind, there's kind of not, I mean, you can do manners. Um, I haven't had personally great luck 
with mailers, but everything, everything is online now. So Instagram, Facebook, I'm messing around with TikTok. It's not perfect. That's what I was going to ask you if you're on TikTok yet. That was one of the biggest things that even if it's just the title holders, I mean, Miss America obviously has taken full advantage of TikTok this year, using it at their competition. So that was another one. I was just going to kind of throw that out. I hadn't, I am not on the pageant side of TikTok for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, I just feel like that'd be another good one to see you guys on TikTok. I feel like that'd be a really fun, you know, just for your title holders to be posting because, you know, the algorithms on TikTok, I mean, I can be looking at refilling my kitchen fridge one day and then the next I'm looking at some random girl doing a walking pattern like like you never know what the algorithms are so definitely just kind of throwing that one out there for TikTok that's a good one to try out yeah TikTok is fun I have a, we've got a couple I think we've got like nine or ten but definitely gonna work on getting a couple more out I'm like TikTok is like I love TikTok I just don't quite know how to work it yet but I'm working on it I'm working on I love it. I love it. Well, I'm so grateful that you wanted to sit down today and talk about this. I cannot wait for this series to get started. And you know, I have one final question for you. What way has pageants positively impacted you? I think growth is a really, really good word. Uh, So I didn't really do many pageants growing up, maybe just, I think I did one big pageant and a few hometown type of things. But um, being in the role that I've been in, it's been a lot of growth. And I would say it, it is probably like that for everybody who's a director, a parent, um, a contestant. There's a lot of growth. And it comes from uh, the good times and the hard times. So there's some days, honestly, that I'll be like, gosh, why? I haven't had one of these days for a long time. I'll say, why do I, why do, I do this? And then there will be that day or an email that I get or something like that. And I'm like, okay, that's why. So I will star those emails. Um, so just knowing that I have had, uh, and sometimes I don't even realize it, but if I've ever had an impact, um, on somebody's life or I've gotten emails that, you know, they were so shy, they didn't even want to go to school before they came to national. And, uh, this is when an email that I got from an appointed title holder last year and uh, they were just beaming and they're confident in themselves and they're so excited to come back next year. Um, she joined her like school speech team and things like that. So stuff like that. Um, oh my gosh. It's that's what it's all about is just growing and everyone feeling more comfortable and confident within themselves. I think there's a lot of growth for anybody, anybody involved for sure. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. That's one of the biggest things that I know myself I have taken away from pageants is definitely seeing where I was as a five-year-old to now being 22 and, you know, kind of thriving in this pageant world of talking to all these different directors and making these network connections when at five I was I was also not the person that wanted to walk up and just talk to random people. Now, here we are. I mean, we I met you through an email, basically. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm just, I just want to say again, thank you so much. And thank you to the Princess of America organization, POA, for being able to sit down with me and get this director series started. So, you know, guys, whatever happens in the future, I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. Bye.